This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? So, I just came across this website, uh, 15 Obscure Words for Everyday Feelings and Emotions. So we're going to go through these for you. Cruci Pruchels. The superb Scots dialect word Cruci Pruchels means the feeling of discomfort or fidgetiness that comes from sitting in a cramped position, let's say on an airplane. Cruci Pruchels. Pruchels. So next time you're on an airplane, you could be like, uh, could I have a little leg, more leg room here? I'm feeling a little Cruci Pruchels. Nicodonia. Nicodonia. You're playing a game and you suddenly realize that you've got it in the bag. Or you're watching your favorite team play and after a close fought match, you see that they're surely going to win. That's Nicodonia. The feeling of excitement or elation that comes from anticipating success. Well, I've got Nicodonia that all of your dreams are coming true. Alisum, alisum, is the feeling of restlessness or frustrated boredom that comes from being unwell. When you're desperate to get on with your day, but you're so under the weather that you can't bring yourself to get out of bed. That's alisum. Hey, I gotta go walk the dogs. Mm, I got alisum. Shiviness, shiviness. A shive, shiviness, shivi, shiviness. A shive is a tiny splinter or... F- oh, shiv is a tiny splinter or fragment of something or else a loose thread sticking out of a piece of fabric. And derived from that, shiviness is an old Yorkshire, old Yorkshire dialect word for the feeling of discomfort that comes from wearing new underwear. A word that surely needs to be more widely known. <laughs> oh, man, I love this new underwear, but wow. I got, there's, I got a major shiviness right now. Five, déjà visité. Mm-hmm. Yes, strictly speaking, this isn't an English word, but like the more familiar déjà vu before it, we have nevertheless had the foresight to borrow déjà visité from French and add it to our dictionaries. It's just not used as often as its more familiar cousin. It describes the peculiar sensation of knowing your way around somewhere you've never been before. Ah! Ah! That's pretty cool. Déjà visité. Six. Presque-vous. Presque-vous. One more term we've borrowed from French is presque-vous. It literally means almost seen and refers to that sensation of forgetting or not being able to remember something, but feeling that you could remember it any minute. I got presque-vous. I might remember my name at any minute. Seven. Gwenders. That tingling feeling you get in your fingers when they're cold, that's Gwenders. Gwenders. I'm sure people who have friends named Gwen, they call them Gwenders sometimes. Miss Misliness. Misliness. The Scots dialect word misliness means the feeling of solitariness that comes from missing something or someone you love. Misliness. Sounds like a uh, Shakespeare word. Like, like uh, 
Art thou misliness of thine wife? You, let's see. Here we have unirophrenia and malnirophrenia. Oneros was the Greek word for a dream and derived from that the English language has adopted a handful of obscure terms like onirocriticism, interpretation of dreams, onirocriticism, the interpretation of dreams, onirodynia, a night's sleep disturbed by nightmares, and this pair, you... Eunirophrenia is the feeling of contentment that comes from waking up from a pleasant dream, while malneurophrenia is the feeling of unease or happiness that comes from waking up from a nightmare. Wow. Oneros, oneros, oneros. I got to use that name. Oneros. Lonesome fret. That feeling of restless or unease that comes from being on your own too long is lonesome fret. An 18th, 19th century dialect word defined as NUE from lonesomeness. Lonesome fret. Fat sorrow. Sorrow alleviated by riches. Or put another way, sadness alleviated by material things is fat sorrow. It's a term that, it's a term best remembered from the old adage that fat sorrow is better than lean sorrow. Sorrow. Alleviated by riches. Okay, sorrow. Alleviated by riches. So, fat sorrow is good? Or no, wait. No, no, no. Sadness alleviated by material. Oh, so that means if you got sadness about material things, that means if you got fat sorrow, then you got a then you then you got a lot of material things. We'll fi- we'll figure that one out later. Horror vacui, the dislike some people have of leaving an empty space anywhere, like on a wall or in furnishing room, is called horror horror vacui a Latin term originally adopted into English in the mid-19th century to refer to the tendency of some artists to fill every square inch of their paintings or artworks with detail. Ah. One might say Alex Gray has horror vacui. Every square inch with artwork, yeah, with detail, yeah. Another guy is, uh, I think his name is Jeff Darrow. Phenomenal artist. Whoa. He did a comic book called uh, Hard Boiled a number of years ago. Also, it was, uh, what was it called? Atomic Boy and, and Big Guy. I think that was the name of the comic. Big Guy? Yeah, he was a big robot. Let's see. Big Boy? No. Astro Boy? No, Astro Boy? Let's see. Astro Boy. Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. That's what it was. What the heck? They even made it. What? They even made it. No way. They even made it a, 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 a cartoon of this. 
for kids. How the heck did I know not know about this? This is nuts. Big guy and Rusty the boy robot. Oh my god. I gotta check this out. Holy moly. Yeah, it's uh so the comic was by Frank Miller and Jeff Darrow. Ran for twenty six episodes on Fox Kids. This is cr This is crazy. Big guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. If you get a chance, read that comic. You will see so much detail in there. Jeff Darrow, man, he is a madman with detail. You could look over one little tiny panel. He get like he 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 gets in there. There's this part where uh so Rusty the Boy Robot and Big Guy are instructed by the the government to save, you know, save this town or whatever, save the planet because these monsters Huge monsters came out of nowhere. And so they're battling this monster. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's simultaneously gross and fascinating at the same time. I think they're like, 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 you know, slicing open this huge monster creature. And you're seeing all these little tiny little, tiny little details of guts and blood droplets and intestinal things and you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, that is not, I'm not into that stuff. Having said that, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the details that can go into art. Crapulence. Crapulence. When the word hangover just won't do it justice, there's crapulence. <laughs> As the OED defines it, crapulence is a feeling of sickness or indisposition. Resulting from excess in drinking or eating. Crapulence. Some might feel that after uh, Thanksgiving. Crapulence. Huckamuck. According to the English Dialect Dictionary, the confusion that comes from things not being in the right place, like when you're moved everything around and you're cleaning your house, it's called huckamuck. Huckamuck. So we learned some really good words here. I think the ones that I'm going to use the most here are huckamuck. Um... Horror, vacui. That's pretty neat. Uh, oneros. Oneros. That's spelled O-N-E-I-R-O-S. Uh, Gwenders. Prescavu. I'll probably use that one a lot. Ooh, déjà visité. I'll probably use that one a lot. Uh... Nikhedonia. That's N-I-K-H-E-D-O-N-I-A. Nikhedonia. Those might be the ones. What are your favorite words? Let me know. What are your favorite words? Call 561-203-9179-er. I consider myself a wordsmith. Wordsmith. And... I love I love language. I love it. 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 I think I think uh I love you know the the way that you can find similarities, Venn diagrams, um the 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 pedigree, so to speak, of songs. I like breaking down suffixes, prefixes, 
you know, the root words, all that razzmatazz. It's just very exciting. Very exciting. And who knows if I even know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I sometimes verify it, but I'm more interested in just the language and the pleasure that it gives me when I'm tinkering around with it. Mm. This is delicious. We, uh, we, me, myself, and I, we just, uh, we just uh, brewed up a nice, delicious glass of ozonated water. Wowzers. If you ever get a chance, if you ever get a chance, uh, Check out, see what it tastes like, ozonated water. It's very fresh. Very fresh. And uh, it's good for you, too. I came across this um, web. I came across this thing called IFTTT. And it's an app. Um, yeah, it's an app. And you can, you could sort of, you could do these little, these little, these little tricks in there, so to speak. Uh, I know something new with my Instagram that they're requiring me to sign into Facebook now if I want to connect Instagram with Twitter. It was such a great thing. I'd, I'd you know, put up something on Instagram and then bam, it would automatically just, it was plugged in with Twitter. Well, apparently with some new update with Instagram, now all of a sudden you have to sign in with your Facebook. I just don't do that. I just don't do that. I'm not comfortable with it yet, I guess. But I just don't want to. Do, I just don't feel like doing that. Uh, I already give them enough access to whatever they need. <laughs> I don't need to just keep letting them have more and more. <laughs> I just, I just, I just don't do it. So my my tw- my Instagram was just not popping up on my Twitter feed. So I found this thing called IFTTT, and what you can do, what it'll do is, you link your Instagram. Uh, in through that, connect it through Twitter. So it's kind of like a little bridge. They become your bridge. So as soon as you, well, the the extra cool thing about it is that in addition to posting it on a Twitter, it posts the actual photo. So before, back when, back when uh, I would upload Twitter and then, or upload Instagram and it would go straight to Twitter. Back when I used to do that, um, it would just show like a link to what the photo was. Actually, no, it used to show the photo and then it just used to only show a link. Now it shows the actual photo on the page again. And it'll even do it for videos too. It'll show the first frame or whatever of the video. And it's really cool. So... Look it up. I-F-T-T-T. Also, you can import RSS feeds, which is what 
I was doing with Anchor, because sometimes Anchor was not uploading to Twitter. So those were, you know, I couldn't understand that. I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. So then somehow, I don't even know how the heck I came across this. Uh, check it out. If that's something you're interested in, something you like. So in addition to that, so you can like kind of set up your own little reminders and stuff. I, I set up a thing where it sends it into my notifications. It reminds me to drink a glass of water. This is my point here. <laughs> it reminds you <clears throat> to drink a, gl- a glass of water. And I got to tell you, I've been drinking a, a lot more water lately. I've been drinking a lot more water lately. I, well, I used to have a French press, and then the French press broke. So I've been kind of testing myself to see how how long I could go without the French press, to see how much I could bear it. Because I was up to about three pots of coffee a day. Uh, maybe you're noticing that I'm not talking as fast as usual, or uh, or the ideas are different. Or, I don't know. I got to tell you, when I drink coffee, the ideas are flowing. The ideas are flowing. And it is such a joy. I'm addicted to ideas. So, um, whatever can safe, safely give me those ideas, I'm all up for it. Whether it's a brainstorm with yes and individuals, whether it's uh, caffeine, uh, watching a watching YouTube videos, there's uh. an idea. It's not necessary to think that everything's gonna fall apart Everything's not gonna always fall apart It's not necessary to think that everyone's out to get you It's not necessary to look behind you wherever you're going Necessary to be fearful of your only friends. It's not necessary, no. You've got the power to redefine. You've got the power to make up your mind.
So we are back, back on schedule. I just had a phone call from Dave Uchansky. He, uh, it's interesting on Anchor when people call during a podcast, suddenly it'll then sh- hang up the podcast. The good news is it'll save it. So at least that first part is saved. So just cut it off. Now we are back. We are back. Dave and I are going through the movies where... Uh, writing down the running times, where the people are from little bits about what the movie is about so we kind of get get an idea where they're from all these elements all these elements and so that's that's you know that's what we were talking about now to get back to this idea about the vocabulary what are some of your favorite vocabulary words what are some of your favorite what are some of your you know the zingers that you really like pulling out of there some of my favorite words are giblets and morsels I think there's always great uh, and also, finding new words that, that describe something that is impressing me a whole hell of a lot. Um, whether it be a, a synchronicity, whether it be a, 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 uh, an unfolding of a manifestation, whether it be seeing a, a beautiful work of art, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. I like finding new words that, that help describe that vibe, how it impresses me. I like using words like astounding, uh, thrilling. I'm trying to use that one a lot more. I forgot about that one until just now. Thrilling. Thrilling, extraordinary, uh, amazing, fantastic, marvelous. Exemplary just popped in my mind. That might be something I got to use. Exemplary. There are just so many good words out there that can be used for so many things. So what are, your, what are your, some of your favorite words? Let me know. Are you a wordsmith? Do you like puns? Do you like wordplay? Uh, call 561-203-9179 or even email inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Your, your words, the words you love using. 
and uh, we'll talk more later as I go up to the post office here. All right, we are back, we are back. That was quick, that was fast. That was satisfying, and that was what needed to be done. So I sent off, got, got to the post office, and I knew there was a reason why it didn't work the first two times. I knew there would be something interesting. So as I was pulling up to the post office, which I made no mention of, well, as I was walking towards it, a, uh, a guy was riding his Vespa, on the sidewalk and I was immediately immediately thought of Quadrophenia it was kind of wide some of these little Vespa type things that I've seen before are kind of you know they're sort of mini versions of them too out there smaller versions that you don't really necessarily need a license for uh, you well you don't need a license for them and, and plus you're you can't drive them on the the freeways this guy uh, I'm pretty sure it's, he's got a license for it uh, and he was telling me he's driving on the freeway. He said he went up, he went up to like what ninety miles an hour on it. Um, and so I saw the Vespa, and I was immediately reminded of Quadrophenia, which is just such a phenomenal film based on the the Who album Quadrophenia, the concept album. And I thought that was a pretty smart idea, just like what they did with Tommy. They had the Tommy album, and then they made a. Uh, Tommy movie and as a result of that it kind of spread the word you know and then it became Broadway musical and all that razzmatazz so uh, I, I don't know if they've ever done that with Quadrophenia I don't know if you can do something like that can you there's got to be some way you could do a Quadrophenia uh, Broadway play there's got to be so yeah there's got to be so, I told him uh, about Quadrophenia. I said, did you, did you ever see Quadrophenia? He goes, no. And I said, oh, God, I got to show you this. Because in that movie, you got the mods and the rockers. The rockers are like the Harley Davidson motorcycle type dudes. And then the mods are the Quadrophenia guys. It's kind of... There, there's a slight element of Romeo and Juliet in it. Uh, what I mean by that is one of the guys is one of his buddies happens to be a rocker. You know, one of the mods happens to be friends with a guy who's a rocker. And what happens in the movie is... Um, but uh, I don't know if they realize it. I think that's the thing. I don't even think that they realize that they're on other you know, other sides of the spectrum, so to speak. Why there's this rivalry between them, I don't know. But I don't know if that's ever described in the movie. I don't think it's even described in the album, the concept album. But in the movie, for some reason, these guys are not um, fond of one another's motorcycle choice. So uh, they get in all these brawls out, out in the middle of the streets and everything. And what happens is during one of these things, the main guy... What's his name, Jimmy? I think his name is Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, speaking of which, my buddy Jimmy Byron used to be able to play that entire album in its entirety. He could do that whole opening, the um, sort of like the medley in the beginning of the album. He could do that whole thing, and he could play the entire album. 
It was incredible. It was incredible. I was astonished because I had met him when I was doing... Uh, uh, you know, my, my theatrical, theatrical work out in Chicago. And uh, I had already seen Quadrophenia and then I came across him. And a phenomenal guitar player. You got to check out Jimmy Byron. Sometimes he, uh, he's known as the Jimmy Byron Trio. It's him and another uh, guitarist and a bassist, a stand-up bassist. So check out his stuff. He's out of Toronto, Canada. Phenomenal, phenomenal musician. And just a, just a great guy. They, yeah, um, great band. So Jimmy played that on his guitar which just astonished me, astonished me entirely. And it was just such a crazy, such a crazy uh, encounter. And I think I need, now that we're talking about it, I think I need to go back and rewatch Quadrophenia again. Such a good movie. And so... The, the mods, they, they all ride Vespas, and on their Vespas, they attach all these mirrors. Like, I, who knows how many mirrors? Those little circular mirrors. And it, it looks like a, like a peacock of sorts. So they attach all of them on there, and it looks like this... Um, it looks like this... It's quite a sight to be seen. So do me a favor. You, I, I can't even really truly describe it properly. Go check out. You do a Google image search or whatever your favorite uh, internet service is. Perhaps it's DuckDuckGo.com, which, by the way, DuckDuckGo.com does not track your stuff. doesn't track your stuff. Very private. It's a good service to have. I've been doing more and more searches through that lately. And signing out as Facebook before I do those searches. Am I paranoid or am I just highly tuned into what goes on behind the scenes? I suppose that's for me to know and for anyone else to not find out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. You be the judge, right? Main point is, oh, we do have these things. Okay, the other day I talked about these awesome, these awesome uh, stands that are on the street. They are out here. I thought they took them down. No, they are. They are out here, where it uh, it shows the, um, like the name of the founders of this area, and of course. The streets are named after those founders. Like you go out to, let's say, Whittier, for instance. There's a street called Woodman, and that's named after... Or Workman, Workman. That's named after William Workman. Um, So you got Workman. You got all these different streets that are named after... Oh, Pico. Pico... Pico Boulevard, perhaps? That's named after Pico... Pio Pico. From long ago. So they have, so yeah, out here they got these sort of a, it's an interesting historical anecdote 
Anecdote. Anecdote, monsieur. Killer, killer, eh. Killer. Oh, killer. What is the. Killer et teal. That means what time is it in French? Killer et teal, monsieur. Killer et teal. Killer et teal. I need to brush up on my French. So do a DuckDuckGo search. Check out Quadrophenia. You'll see the Vespas. Maybe some of you drive Vespas. I've seen in some of these countries. I've seen... Uh... Oh, my dad was telling me. That's what it was. He sent, uh... he sent us, the kids, an email about his journey. Uh... Out to, where'd he go? Was it Guadalajara or something? He went with his, his girlfriend. And he was talking about how some of these people were, like there would be entire families riding on the back of these motorcycles. That fascinates me. The, the commonality, the, the um, trust commonality and bravery that must go into putting all of your family onto a motorcycle and your little child on handlebars. That's how they get around. It's just how it is. Here it is. This is a normal thing. It's always astonishing when you see how other cultures treat fuck treat stuff. Just as they look at what we're doing and they go, what? Why would you fill your lips with, you know, why are these ladies, why are these ladies finding it necessary to inject this stuff into their lips? When there's an alteration in something of that nature, I've wondered about this. Like, I've wondered about um, marriages, for instance, or, or families, and your wife wants to get plastic surgery, so then she uh, changes her face around. And it's... Yeah, there's, there's, you know, many question marks contained within that. Um, it's, you know, or your daughter goes, "Daddy, can you buy me breast implants?" What, Marcia? You're, 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 you're 13 years old, but Daddy. I need these breast implants. The kids are making fun of me at school. Or daddy, you know, please pay for the surgery so I can put more stuff into my lips. I need bigger lips, dad. This is going to solve all my problems. All of my problems are going to get solved. All of them. 
They don't solve everything. I guess each person has their own, their own thing, huh? That they think is going to solve their problems. I'd like to believe that the main thing that would solve your problems, problems is going deep down into, in, into the uh, inner workings of your brain, looking into the crawl spaces of your, of your, of your heart and soul, finding those things that make you feel inadequate or not, you know, I don't know, loved. And, and find those, work out those kinks. And uh, you'll see, it's kind of like those, uh, it's like you hear about those surgeries where a person ends up having, you know, let's say they go in for a surgery they go in for a gallbladder surgery, and days and days later, they got a different pain. You know, they're like, I don't understand. They're, you know, weeks or whatever, months, or whatever, after they should be healed. Like, what is this? What is this? And then they go back into the doctor, and it turns out that the surgeons accidentally, you know, dropped a scalpel in there and sewed it up within the body without realizing it. That stuff happens to our psychology, too. So it's, it's looking back on that, deciding what is, kitties, 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 what is worth holding on to, because there's a value system in everything, whether we vehemently hate something, whether we passionately love something, there is a value system attached, we're putting value in, in deciding that, uh, Opinion, I guess, or that choice, including everything that I just said to you now. The things that I enjoy, the things that I appreciate, the things that uh, are working for me are specific to my reality experience. Uh, So who knows? Maybe the girls who want to get the stuff in their lips, maybe all their friends at school are constantly, you know, making fun of them. Maybe they... Uh, they find value in watching reality shows that highlight the importance and excitement of those particular things. Uh, it's like it's like a music video that shows all the fun, all the pizzazz, all the bling, bling, blang, bloom, all the all that stuff that goes into that. And, they, and there it is. That's in that music video. So then that teaches the populace to behave that certain way in that particular situation. It's, it's so interesting when you get into that whole idea of art reflecting life, life reflecting art. Just, it's just a, it's just a, It's just such a curious, curious, curious thing, isn't it? Guys, 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 come on, little guys. I just got home and the cats are all over the place. Do you have cats at home? Do you have cats? Do you notice how they 
learn from each other, how they, how they, uh, you know, inspire one another to behave in certain ways. Do you notice them borrowing little, it's like they're taking notes from each other. Like, okay, this guy drops stuff off the counter. Even though I never did that before, I think I'm going to do that now. Gonzo is like that. He never used to go up on the counters and, and just push stuff off the edges. He learned that from Oliver. And little Marky was kind of quiet before. But now he's, his meows will sound sometimes like Gonzo and sometimes like Oliver. And uh, Gonzo, I taught him how to play hide-and-seek all the time. We would, I would hide around a corner, and I'd peek around, peek around, and I'd go back, and, you know, that sparks some curiosity in the cat, so he'd run over, and I'd go, ah! you know, like I was scaring him. And then I'd, uh, um, and then he'd run, and I'd chase him. And then he'd, ch- and then he'd go after and chase me. And we would hide from each other like that, so... When I, when I saw these guys move in together <clears throat> and all of a sudden Gonzo starts teaching them how to play hide and seek. Oh my God. I was watching that earlier today. The two of these guys, Marky and, and Gonzo playing hide and seek. It was just was the funniest thing. It's just so funny. They're chasing each other back and forth. They're peeking around the corners, looking at each other. Oh, do I see the wizard? Does he see me? I see him. Oh, does he see me? You guys are so funny. So uh, I'm going to get back to the, the, uh, the screeners now, the uh, Kapow screeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, choosing this podcast as something that you want to listen to. And ideally, there's something that you got out of it that might apply to you, that might help you through some sort of struggle or, or, or in, in, uh, that might uh, spark a, an idea to create something that you haven't created before or uh so like i said before you can call up 561-203-9179er you can email uh me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com in fact the last episode and in fact this episode i think after this segment actually i'll put a new another phone call that i got through through the hotline um it's really interesting to see the various, the various folks that are choosing to uh, leave messages on there. I love it. I love it. So, please, feel free to contribute. Your imagination is worth being explored. It's worth being explored. So, without further ado... Yo, 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 Kurt. There's one more time with Gary Boosie. We got hung up on. I don't know what happened there. I just want to say the Inspirado Projecto is what you're listening to, and it's absolutely fantastic. What else? What I say is Buddy Holly 2. All right, think about it. Buddy Holly Part, the Buddy Holly Story Part 2. He ends up right at the plane crash because he lived. He lived. Buddy Holly lived. And he ends up singing karaoke, singing a little karaoke with the Yachty crew. That's what happens. What do you think of that? What do you think?
we are heading back up to the store. This is on the same day that you actually um, heard me talking previously. Same day. I know sometimes I like to uh, do what might be considered time travel episodes. Why would they be considered time travel episodes, one might wonder. Well, because, you know, I'll just, I'll put it this way. I would consider a time travel episode. Oh, thank you, thank you. I was just ready to open it up for you. Uh, I would consider a time travel episode. Oh, I found a scooter out in front here. Guess what it's time for? It's time for Yachtly Crew sticker. I made sure I put a uh, packet full of like maybe eight of these before I left the house. The anticipation of seeing some uh, some scooters about out and about. And there we are. Sure. Sure enough. There we go. Mission accomplished. That was a fast one. One of the things that Sterling Meyer talks about is writing down your day. Writing down your day before it happens. So, in a sense, you're, you're intending what is about to happen. If you listen to the previous, I got two previous podcast episodes uh, that basically went up on the same day. One of them has a part two of a conversation that I had with Paulie Shores from Yachtly Crew during a hike. Um, and then the other one, well, and a bunch of other stuff. And then the other one, most recent one, is from Monday, Manic Monday, which is August 5th, from the K Chung Studios. Now, I rarely upload K Chung episodes onto here if I play music on the station. I, I rarely do that because I don't know if there's some kind of laws or some kind of restrictions or rules, what have you, with uh, Spotify or iTunes or whatnot. Uh, so I usually upload the K Chung episodes. If I play you know, any music, if I decide to, let's say, play Grateful Dead or something on the air, I'll, um, I'll usually upload those episodes to Mixcloud because Mixcloud allows for such things. They also allow for unlimited space. I think Anchor allows for unlimited space. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think they have those restrictions. I just said, you know what, let's just try it anyway. Let's just try it anyway. I'm not going to, you know, it's not. I'd rather experiment and find out that what I did was not preferable than ask for permission. Uh, there, are th- there are obviously certain, certain times when I ask for permission with certain things. There's certain times I don't. This is one of those times I don't. When it, when it comes to artistic expression, in most cases, I'm not going to be asking for permission. I'm not worried if I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not worried 
It's just not even a thing in my in my in my mind. I'm I'm just more concerned with following the uh, the inspiration, following the inspirado, and sure enough, it it pulls me through. Pulls me through. So uh, yeah, one of those recent episodes was the Kate Chung Studios with Blythe Baines, Ster- Sterling Meyer, and you've heard both of these ladies on the podcast before. In fact. Uh, there will be a part two of Blythe Baines. I put a part one of our conversation. Um, I think that was a few podcasts ago. And, you know, you might notice a, a little bit of crossover in certain respects with certain stories. Uh, in addition to that, you'll also find a wealth of new information, too. So, I'm heading up to the store right now Mad Magazine's final newsstand issue is going to be out so the good news is you know we've been hearing in the news all over the place that you know from multiple sources that Mad Magazine was going to just stop they are just going to end making the magazine but I guess that's not going to be true at all I guess it's not going to be true at all I guess the thing is they're just not going to be shipping the magazine out to out to um, various magazine distributors and whatnot. I, th- I, I think what they're doing is they're going to actually... Um, I, th- I think they're still making the magazine, but it's only for subscribers. So they know for sure. Rather than printing up a whole buttload of issues and then send them out there, which I think... So the other magazine that I... I grew up loving was Cracked. Mad and Cracked. Cracked. I got to do some research. I got to find out when they stopped uh, publication. But they were they were great. They were great. It's funny. Like Cracked was like a parody of Mad Magazine. How funny is that? Mad Magazine is a parody of life, a satire on life. Crack. Cracked is a parody of mad now there was another magazine that also came out for a very short time called crazy i believe and i think their um i think their mascot was a clown so um you know for mad magazine it's alfred e newman for cracked magazine sylvester p smith and then for crazy i think it was a clown so um, yeah, the final newsstand issue, number nine, because they started over. I don't know if you guys remember, they started over the issues once they moved the offices from New York to California. Um, and I keep saying i got to go in there and interview those guys for the podcast. This is just yet another reminder. got to see if I can go in there, interview these folks, take a tour around. It's interesting. Um, so, yeah, cracked. They stopped making the magazine. And then they just became an online-only kind of thing. And so, when that happened, it just became online-only. The format changed, and then they got rid of Sylvester P. Smith. Mad? I was looking this up. Apparently, there's a movie that Mad had something to do with creating. I, I, I need to take a look at it. Uh, but when I visited the Mad 
offices in New York when I was out there with Dave Uchansky, they had this statue that appeared within, within that movie. They actually had, um, it looked like it was like made out of copper or brass or something. And they let us walk around the, um, the offices and they were cool enough to talk with us about stuff. And it was just, man, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. It was like a dream come true, it truly was. It's one of those things where I didn't ask for permission. I just kind of went into the, these, I just went into the, the building, which was right across from uh, the David Letterman. Well, they did David Letterman. It was the DC Comics building. I just went in there and I said, hi, I'm here for Mad Magazine. And they called him up and they let me up. <laughs> it was just the coolest thing ever. So, yeah, I'm going to be at the store here. Oh, I'm getting cat food, but hold on. I got to get over to the, the magazine stand which is conveniently in the same aisle as the dog and cat food aisle, which is awesome. So we're going to go Let's see what we got here. Let's see if they put it up on the, on the shelf, if they thought it was a good idea to um, put that up on the shelf. Because, God, that would be so nice if they at least gave it a shot. It would be nice if they at least gave it a shot. I want to get that last magazine, number nine. Number nine, number nine. Um... It was hiding, hiding behind a different magazine. Get out of here. Get out of here. There it is. There it is. Wow. Wow. Yep, 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 there it is. All right, folks, we're going to talk more about this later. In fact, I might read you some of the fun fun things that I, uh, that I discover from, from this man magazine more on this later oh man on the way out from the grocery store um i mean on the way into the grocery store there was a guy in a wheelchair and i just saw him from the back and he was just sitting in front of this auto zone and i went to the grocery store came out and that same guy was face down on the concrete, and what I didn't notice before was that he was an amputee. His leg was gone. Uh, he had no pants on. He apparently pissed all over himself. It was all over the sidewalk. He's laying face down, kind of shivering. Kind of going, and I'm looking at his face, and he's got like, 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 it looks like pocket, like, like skin, like as if someone took a little spoon and went, and yanked out, like, skin out of his face. And uh, so I called the, the, you know, I called 911 and, uh, the paramedics got out there. They brought these huge fire engines and stuff. I didn't expect that. And about four or five guys hopped out of the, out of the fire truck and, um, they asked me what happened. They asked me if I was a friend of his. Uh, um... I said, no, I just saw this guy here and I I couldn't I couldn't pass this up. There's no way. Um, you know, it's crazy when you think about that idea that every single one of us starts as this tiny little this tiny little creature. And uh this beautiful little baby full of of infinite possibilities, you know? And uh and uh to think that you know, when a mother and father um, 
just love you to pieces and they raise you. Everyone's got a different story. You know, maybe this guy was, I don't, I don't know what, maybe he had a bad home life growing up. Maybe, maybe he had a perfect one. I don't know. But what's crazy is to think that every single one of us starts as this tiny little, this tiny little baby. And, uh, It sucks, you know? It totally sucks to think that we can actually evolve into that. You know, we have the p- potential of evolving into that, growing up into that. This creature that just begs and lives on the streets and is just stuck in not getting out of it somehow, some way or another. I mean, where's that dude's family? He's got to have someone out there in the world who cares about him, you know? There's got to be someone out there. And, uh, and here he is, just, just, just this, this muttering mess. This happened one time uh, when Noel and I, my friend Noel, at Keichung over there in, in Chinatown, we saw, we saw uh, this woman who, you know, she looked like she could have been someone's grandma and just face down on the concrete. And uh, so we called 911, the people came by and, you know, we, uh, we called up the folks. They came by. They took a look at her. We were on our way to the radio show. So we went off to the radio show. And, you know, well, the, actually, before I went off to the radio show, there was a guy who apparently works in the little plaza there. And uh, and he goes, oh, she's here all the time. She always does this. And I'm, I'm thinking, well... I understand this is a situation like a never cry wolf type of situation, but dude, what if this was your grandma? You know, what if this was your wife? What if this was your, um, I mean, that lady laying there is someone's daughter, that dude laying over there, he's, he's someone's son or father or grandfather. So we came back from the radio show and that woman was still laying there on the ground face first. Apparently no one did anything for her. I, I, I don't know what the rules or regulations are concerning helping out people, but oh, there's got to be there's got to be something. Why wouldn't you take that lady in and help her out? Why wouldn't you take this homeless guy in and help him out? Or at least direct him to a homeless facility or something. There's a guy, when I first, when I first moved out here, there's a guy who was in a wheelchair. He was a homeless guy. And basically half of his body was, was missing. His, ar- his right arm, his right leg, they were gone. And he was in a wheelchair and the right side of his face was all messed up. 
just, you know, scars and I don't see that guy around here anymore. Like, who wants to live their life? And who plans for their life to go, you know what, this is going to be my triumphant ending. This is going to be my, this is going to be my, my punctuation mark to this whole journey. Is lying down in my own piss on a sidewalk. And then the other part of me looks at this and I go, okay, what is this teaching me? If I'm to believe that every single one of these people is another aspect of me, that man is an aspect of me. Is it a reminder of continuing to follow my dreams? Continuing to follow my heart? Continuing to, you know, trust and love the people who are in my life? Make the best of my situations? Yesterday on K-Chung, we talked about infinite patience. Infinite patience, practicing infinite patience. And, and, and I'm not a patient person. And ever since they said it, infinite patience, I, you know, as I was walking up to the store, there'd be, you know, slow people on the sidewalk in front of me. And I go, okay, infinite patience. I'd be at the grocery store. And right when I turn a corner, some, someone would zip around and then they'd move in very slow. And I'm like, okay, infinite patience. I go over to an aisle, I go up to something, and then someone would actually, you know, it's all these little things. And so I was practicing this infinite patience. You know, that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. What's, what, what, what can be said or done or, or, um, that's what I'm thinking of. What what can be what what can I what kind of mantras can I put in my mind to help me to help me deal with you know these homeless folks. Mm-hmm.